This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, May 18th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part six of their podcast, Addressing Climate Change with the Internet of Things and AI. I'd like to move into connectivity and community, you know, cross industry with global warming. It all leads to the need for connectivity and community. Tell me about your community vision and the importance of this for a connected country or even a connected kingdom, um, the exchange of information and, and how we get there. So let me let me stay with my example of distributed energy resources that I was on a second ago. Perfect. So when you when you look at the communication uh, you have more than the communication issue. You also have the data ownership issue. So one of the issues we have is that the generation, when you're looking at distributed energy resources, the generation and the loads, the data don't belong to the power company. They belong to the user. And so if you're looking at the metering applications in, in the normal grid, maybe 10% of your meters are what are called commercial and industrial meters, but that's 50% of your load. So part of the coordination across ownership means that you have to start maintaining within your infrastructure who owns the data, who can see it, what it can be used for, and things such as that, because you're getting to a scope where you can't just let every company in a grid territory be able to see everybody else's data. So we have a lot of challenges to, to do it. We call that community systems because they're looking at multiple owners and multiple participants in a much larger, uh, a much larger problem. And that goes to your uh, issue on, on communication. How large is the problem? The main tenet on that is that if you're trying to solve a problem, the actual scope of data you need is set by physics. It's not set by what data you happen to have or what system has what. If we start looking at trying to better manage the grid, the scope of data is immense. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. U.S. oil producers ExxonMobil and Hess, who are partnered in the Staybrook Block Offshore Guyana with Seanook Limited, have boosted estimates of recoverable resources in the prolific area to approximately 11 billion equivalent oil barrels from more than 10 billion amid continued exploration success, which includes impressive finds at three new wells. Before this year, San Jose, California-based solar panel manufacturer Oxen Solar was a relatively obscure U.S. solar panel producer, but now that's changing. Earlier this year, the company made a complaint to the U.S. Commerce Department that set in motion an investigation that is shaking up plants by U.S. solar developers and threatens to derail President Joe Biden's goal of ending greenhouse gas emissions from the U.S. power industry industry by 2035. 
NGSA is accelerating its development of renewable energy in the U.S. and Canada as it wrestles with Russia's influence over European energy markets at home. Altogether, renewables account for 87% of NG's 4.5 gigawatts of power generation in the U.S. and Canada. And the company expects that percentage to grow with the upcoming addition of major projects in Texas, Virginia, and New Mexico. Industrial Info is tracking more than $38 billion worth of active NG projects worldwide, including more than $4 billion worth in the U.S. and Canada. A vessel originating from Venture Global LNG's new Calcasieu Pass export terminal for liquefied natural gas in Louisiana made its debut in Poland, showcasing something of an increase in U.S. exports into Russia's backyard. The Marin Gas Apollonia delivered natural gas in the liquid form to Polish energy giant PGNIG. Venture Global's first shipments to PGNIG left the Louisiana terminal on April 26th and made its first free onboard gas delivery on Sunday. The delivery is part of a 20-year sales agreement reached in 2018 that calls for 2 million metric tons per year of LNG sourced from U.S. natural gas producers, which would work out to be about 25 cargoes a year. And Europe's steel sector is facing the possibility of a new recession due to soaring energy prices, ongoing disruptions, and global supply supply chains and the impact of the war in Ukraine. The evolution of the steel market for 2022 and 2023 remains subject to a high level of uncertainty, which is likely to continue to undermine demand from steel using sectors, warned Axel Eggert, a director general of the European Steel Association. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.